It's the Morning Blend with David and Brenda. A double shot of Catholicism and conversation to start your day off right. On the bridge between your faith and everyday life. Mater Day Radio. And a very good Tuesday morning to you. It is August 22nd, 7 a.m. David and Brenda with you on the Morning Blend. Thank you so much for joining us today. You know what the National Weather Service says right now? Let me read you this sentence. Okay, please do. It's it's, kind of nice. Today starts off with a touch of autumn. A touch of autumn? A touch of autumn as clear skies and cool upper (laughs) trough provide a bit of a chill this morning. Doesn't that sound lovely? It actually does. A touch of anything is, is kind of nice. Yeah. Just a, a, just put a little touch of sugar on the top, right. and it'll make it better. Well, we're putting a little touch of autumn on this morning. Now <laughs> enjoy it, because it's not going to last. I was going to say. Thursday's 92. Summer's not over yet no. by a long shot. No, but I just thought that when I read that, it sounded kind of nice. So I wanted to share that with you. Just that little touch of autumn. Okay, thank just, you for uh, that. things to come okay. later on, but uh, not yet. <laughs> not yet. Uh, how are you? I'm doing well this morning. Thanks you know, so much. I, I'm going to give you a big shout out because you okay. were here a long time yesterday. Aww. You were dealing with a computer issue on the old soundboard there, and I don't know if you ever resolved it, but uh, I know it was a long day for you. It's a it's a work in progress. Yeah. And God bless Aaron because he's uh, still having like, the new baby thing going on, and he was like, "I'll be down. I'll I'll come over and fix you know look at it." And I said, "Please don't." Yeah. Really, I we'll get it figured out. And if I can't figure it out, I'll I'll find somebody who can. <laughs> yes. Just take a nap or, you need it. <laughs> or you just won't figure it out. There is, yeah. Otherwise, I won't figure out it. Obviously, it's not keeping us from being on the air no, this no. morning. So, I mean, that's I mean, the biggest part of the battle is one. Uh, but you know what happens, and people who commute know this. Now, because I come in early, I can leave early. If I stay past two thirty, yeah, <laughs> traffic builds. Yesterday, I left past three thirty. It was almost yeah. four o'clock. It was an hour. Yeah, uh, seventeen miles from my front door to here, yeah. and it took an hour. So you got to drive over the mighty Columbia, and uh, that's it. There's only two ways to do it. That's right. <laughs> We need a third bridge. You need a third one. Oh, I think they're trying to work on that. But, That'd be uh, nice. I don't think they've got there yet. You know, speaking of Aaron and new parents, you know what today is? What is today? National Tooth Fairy Day. <gasps> oh, I yeah. I kind of love the Tooth Fairy yeah. a lot. Oh, well, of course. Who doesn't love the Tooth Fairy? <laughs> so let me ask you this question, a little trivia for you. I was looking this up online yesterday when I saw it was National Tooth Fairy Day. Today, what is the average going oh, rate now for okay. a tooth? So, okay, so inflation happens, and oh, yeah. so and and changes is heavy mm-hmm. for the tooth fairy to carry around. Back in the day, I was getting about a quarter, I right. think, for my teeth. Sure. Well, let me and tell you then this. And I think the yeah. my kids were getting about a dollar from the tooth fairy. Right. But so it must be getting up there, closer to four dollars, maybe. Yeah. Up. I was going to say five dollars. Maybe five dollars is easy to carry. Just to slip that under <laughs> the 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 tooth fairy ca- carries paper money now. Yes, you forget, forget the coins. Yeah, it's uh, it's paper money. So the going rate for 2023 for a tooth is six dollars and twenty three cents. Oh, that's a lot. Yeah, 
That's up. Pretty um, soon, kids are just going to start leaving their QR code to their Venmo <laughs> account and just ask you, right. Tooth Fairy, to scan that scan in there for me. Scan that in, absolutely. So that's up, though. <laughs> inflation, you're talking about inflation. 2022, $5.36. So not quite a buck up, but okay. still, it's, yeah, it's climbing. Okay. Well, that's an average, so... I guess depending on where you live in the U.S., will will have something to do with how much the tooth fairy it travel costs. Of of course, that, I'm sure yeah. that has a lot to do with it. Uh, I wonder if when I'm done with my Invisalign treatments, if I can put my trays under the pillow, if that Ooh. would count towards a little bit of credit. That that would be some big bucks right there. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know what the I don't know what the what tooth fairy it? would leave you for that. She'd be looking at what's this the one. yeah. Let what me look this? that up. What's uh what's the tooth fairy Invisalign investment? <laughs> Probably more than what the Tooth Fairy carries. And probably not as much as what I paid for the Invisalign trays myself, but yeah. okay. So uh, parents out there, if your kid puts a tooth under the uh, pillow tonight, six bucks, there you go. Okay. Yeah, Help kinda. them spend it. They can buy themselves a cup of, I don't <laughs> know, a, a, a milkshake. Yes. Get a milkshake. That's right. So... Uh, <laughs> uh, what do you have coming up today? Hey, David, another graduate of Mount Angel Seminary being made a bishop. Oh, wow. I'll tell you where. No kidding. Mm -hmm. Looking forward to hear that. And we'll talk about the remnants of Tropical Storm Hillary and the effects uh, it's having, still having, in fact. So uh, those details in the news. All right. We got a great show ahead for you on this Tuesday morning. Here is John Finch and Rita West, Heart of Mercy. We are David and Brenda on the Morning Blend right here at Mater Day Radio, leading souls to Jesus through the Blessed Virgin Mary. There is a harbor for those in need of safety. A place, a place where we can rest. There is a father who left his throne above to find, to find this wayward soul. I'm drawn. 
And that is John Finch, Rita West, Heart of Mercy. It is 710 at Mater Day Radio. David and Brenda with you on this Tuesday morning. You know what I forgot to mention What's in that? our open? We got two more tickets to give away to the Vancouver oh. Wine and Jazz Festival this morning. I'm getting so, excited for that. Yeah, be ready to call in. We'll let you know when you have an opportunity to win those tickets. But before that... You're going to hear from Joe Heschmeyer. You know him from Catholic Answers Live. He has a new book out on the Eucharist. We'll do that right after the forecast. Support for Mater Dei Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Best Buy in Town Landscape Supply. Since 1984, Best Buy in Town has been supplying the area with landscape products and services, including bark dust blowing, rock, soil, sod, and recycler of yard debris. Located at 2200 Cornelius Pass Road in Hillsboro. Online at bestbybark.com or 503-645-6665. Join Mater Day Radio and Holy Cross Priest Father Jim Gallagher in prayer with the morning offering. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. O Jesus, through the Immaculate Heart of Mary, I offer you my prayers, works, joys, and sufferings of this day. For all the intentions of your Sacred Heart, in union with the Holy Sacrifice of the Mass throughout the world, in reparation for sin, for the intentions of all my friends and associates, and in particular, for the intentions of the Holy Father. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. For more prayer resources, and to let us know how we can pray for your intentions, please visit MaterDayRadio.com. This is Monsignor Gerard O'Connor, Chaplain of the Portland Guild of the Catholic Medical Association. This community of members strive to inform, organize, and inspire each other in steadfast fidelity to the teachings of the Catholic Church. Catholic physicians and healthcare workers need this support and fellowship now more than ever. We gather on the first Saturday of every month for 7.30 Mass at St. Mary's Cathedral, followed by our meeting. If you'd like to find out more information about the Catholic Medical Association and how you can become a member, visit cathmed.org. In your hands, O Lord, we humbly entrust our deceased brothers and sisters. Matrade Radio joins Mount Calvary and Gethsemane Catholic Funeral Services for a special rosary for the faithful departed on Wednesday, August 30th. Cards will be available to request a special intention for your loved one. Deacon David Hamus will lead the Holy Rosary and Litany of the Faithful Departed at 12.30 at Gethsemane Chapel in Happy Valley and 2.30 at Mount Calvary Catholic Cemetery in Portland on Wednesday afternoon, August 30th. Be a part of this uplifting time of peace and renewal. For more information, search the keyword Rosary on the community calendar at MaterDayRadio.com and the Hail Mary Media app. Unite with us in this powerful prayer session for Mount Calvary and Gethsemane Catholic Funeral Services and Mater Dei Radio. Leading souls to Jesus through the Blessed Virgin Mary. And it is 7.13 at Mater Dei Radio. Well, going to be a pretty pleasant day today. A little cooler than it has been. We'll see some morning clouds, maybe the sunshine this afternoon, high of 77 degrees. They're saying slight chance of a shower tonight, like 20% chance, low of 58, and then decreasing clouds for Wednesday, high of 80. Then Thursday, sunny, heat back up 92 <laughs> degrees. So uh, 
that's going to be hot. Summer still rolling along. And it's going to stick along. around kind of hot as we move into the weekend. So yep. be ready for that. Mm-hmm. Currently, though, a very pleasant 60 degrees at the Proto-Cathedral of St. James the Greater in Vancouver. And it is 62 degrees at St. Stanislaus Church in Portland. Many of us read with great sadness a few years ago in a survey that found two-thirds of respondents did not believe in the true presence of Christ in the Eucharist. With bishops and pastors mobilizing to meet this crisis with a revival of Eucharistic catechesis, the National Congress in 2024, Catholic Answers has joined the effort with an important new book, The Eucharist is Really Jesus, How Christ's Body and Blood is Key to Everything We Believe. And joining me today is the author of the book, one of our favorite guests on Catholic Answers, Joe Heschmeyer. Good morning, Joe. Thanks so much for joining the show again today. Oh, it's my pleasure. I'm thrilled to be on here. Joe, I would imagine you, like many of us, were kind of shocked to read that two-thirds of people didn't believe in the true presence. And I've got to say... Not that I don't believe the statistics, but just to be in church now, to pray with people, it does feel like we do at least understand that this is the source and the summit of our faith. How did you feel when you read that statistic? I was, I think like many people, shocked and surprised and confused by it. But there's actually, if you dig into that poll a little deeper, so that's kind of what's called the top line result, but you, they break down the numbers. And when you break down the numbers by how often these Catholics who responded go to mass, you realize overwhelmingly, number one, the people who said they don't believe in the real presence were not regular mass goers. Okay. And number two, the people who said they don't believe in the real presence didn't realize the Catholic church even taught that. So this was not an issue. Statistically, we can say this is not an issue primarily of well-formed Catholics walking away from the faith. This is an issue of people who never really knew what the Catholic Church believed walking away and then continuing to not believe what the Catholic Church taught. But they, but in a real sense, they never did. They never even knew what the Catholic Church taught. So even to call it walking away sort of suggests they had something they never did. And I think framing it that way, that these people were sacramentally Catholic in the sense of having been baptized, but not really Catholic in any other sense. Uh, that it doesn't really surprise us. I would imagine that they believe the same things that the the non-baptized neighbors they have who were raised the same way and have the same spiritual practices believe. That if they believed this was the real presence, they would probably be in church more. And and so it's a two-way street. People who don't go to church very often are less likely to be converted into believing in the real presence. It, you know, You can give the greatest homily of all time, and it's not going to reach the people who aren't even in the pew. And in the other direction, uh, people who don't believe in the real presence don't see a lot of reason to go to a Catholic mass. Joe, it would also seem to me that for those who are searching, trying to understand that to find the answer to something you don't understand, it would make sense that you need to go there to help figure it out. That if you are not going to church, you're not going to find the answers to the source and the summit in the, you know, the marketplace or at the library or at the ball game that you've got to go, as you say, to the source. And that's mass. Yes, absolutely. I mean, even just to understand what the Catholic Church believes, you know, there's so many people out there who aren't Catholic or they're ex-Catholics who will say, oh, here's what the church really believes. And I always say it's like trying to find a person's personality out by asking their ex 
especially like a bitter ex, you're probably not going to get a nice uh, charitable interpretation. You're not going to get an unbiased interpretation. You're going to get like the harshest, most uncharitable, most unfair light. And, and that's what a lot of people have towards the Catholic Church. But it's also worth remembering as a Catholic, there's twice as many people like that who are just the, the lukewarm, unformed uh, misrepresentations of Catholicism than there are of people who are actually believing Catholics. And so it's not shocking that people who've maybe met 10 people who call themselves Catholic and seven of them don't even believe in the real presence. It, it's not surprising they would say, well, you Catholics are mostly like this. Like we look like the outliers for actually believing what the church teaches. Joe, I am the mother of four children who are grown, but I can remember when they were younger that when we would have these long days together and they were wonderful days together, that they wanted more of it. That the more time we spent together, the more they wanted of our time. Whereas if we left them to their own devices and like go away, well, they'd be gone and then they'd find themselves something to do. And then you call them back like, oh, let's go. And they're like, no, I'm okay. I feel the same thing is true with the Eucharist. The more time, the more effort we put in to being with Christ in his presence, our bodies actually desire it more. Our minds want to be with it more. Is that how it's intended to be? Yeah, absolutely. So I'm in the Archdiocese of Kansas City, Kansas. And some years ago, maybe 10 years ago now, there was an initiative uh, diocese-wide called, I think it was called Love It, Learn It, Live It. And people ask, well, why didn't we put learn it first? And the response that I heard from one priest is that you can give people that information. You can give them all the raw data. But unless there's some kind of relationship there, they don't care. Like you can go out on the street corner and say, here's what the Catholic Church teaches on the Eucharist. And without some kind of connection, it's hard for that to form a spark. But if the person is open, if they're searching, if they're hungry for that relationship, then those things kind of make sense. And so it really has to be grounded, yeah, much more in that relational way. And so I think the best, I'll tell you this, like with, with the book that I've got, the Eucharist is really Jesus. One of the things we're doing is giving like bulk discounts where people can get 20 copies of the book for $70, I think. So it's like three and a half dollars a book. It's not much. And the goal is to, you know, find someone you can read it with, do a small group, do any of these things, you know, where it's, where it's not, it's great. Look, if you want to buy a copy for yourself, read it by yourself and, and go on that spiritual exploration. That's wonderful. God bless you for it. But sometimes it can be really helpful to do these things together in groups and to have the kind of relational grounding where all of that knowledge and information can, can build on something and can build on that relationship, both with your neighbor and with God. And so I think exactly what you described with your kids, that that that's where you see the most fruitful kind of growth. That's where you see the most joy in, in learning more, uh, not just a kind of cold data. Joe and I sit in adoration. And for me, a lifelong Catholic, born and raised in the faith. I went to Catholic schools. I still, even at my age, sit before the Eucharist, that mystery going, I I learned this and I know it because this is what I've been taught all my life. And yet even for me, it is sometimes hard to go. That is my Lord that is looking back at me at the host. And I want to understand that mystery a little bit more because I know you share so much more in your book. I'm already coming up against my break. Joe, can you stay with me through the break so we can continue our discussion in the next half hour? I'd, 
I'd be happy to. I'd like to explore maybe that issue of, of spiritual dryness with Eucharistic adoration. I think it's something we've, we've all dealt with. Great. We'll be right back. Stay with us. And it is 722 at Mater Day Radio. David Brenda with you on this Tuesday morning. If you have an old car, truck, boat, motorcycle, RV, you'd like to get rid of it, how about giving it to Mater Day Radio's vehicle donation program? Just go to our website, click on the Get Involved menu, Vehicle Donation. It'll take you to the main page. couple forms to fill out, really a quick and easy process, and it is a likely tax deduction for you as well. It is Mater Day Radio's Vehicle Donation Program. All the info on our website at materdayradio.com or through the Hail Mary media app. Support for Mater Dei Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Dr. Mark Bianco Family Dentist. Dr. Bianco practices family dentistry in the neighborhood of 122nd Avenue and Stark Street in Southeast Portland. Dr. Bianco Family Dentist, online at biancodentistry.com or 503-252-1722. That's 503-252-1722. Jesus cured lepers. Back then, leprosy was a horrible disease that caused fear and isolation. Jesus was very clear and strong in his ministry. The kingdom of God, the spiritual life, is greater. Faith provides the power to heal physical ailments, if it is God's will. Faith healed the ugliness of leprosy. The ugliness we face is often within. More about our own sins of ego, lack of forgiveness, or conflict with others. When Jesus pronounced the good news, he was offering a cure for our own ugliness, to get past the fears and isolations of our own sins, to live a more joy-filled life. Strengthened by humility, forgiveness and kindness to others, we can be transformed back to the beauty of God's creation. Yes, Jesus heals. Prayer, spiritual direction, fellowship, the Eucharist heals the ugliness within ourselves. This has been Michael Gisandi with a bit of Catholic encouragement. The Benedictine Brewery Tap Room is a place of hospitality and fellowship, a place where all who come are welcome and where the peace of nearby Mount Angel Abbey permeates. Come for the beer, return to share the spirit of the monks of Mount Angel who brew craft beer in the tradition of the Belgian monks of old using local waters and hops grown on Abbey land. Taste and believe. Learn more at benedictinebrewery.com. That's benedictinebrewery.com. Are you searching for stories of how God is transforming lives in profound and creative ways? Do you want to be inspired to join the mission of evangelization? I'm Miriam Marston, host of Blazing the Trail, and each week through interviews, scripture, and song, we explore what it looks like to share the gospel with courage and hope. Please join me on Wednesdays and Sundays at 7.30 p.m. right here on Mater Dei Radio or anytime on materdayradio.com or the Hail Mary media app. The Morning Blend, two hours a day for two times the fun. Two times the fun. On Mater Day Radio, the station dedicated to the Blessed Virgin Mary. And it is 724 at Mater Day Radio. Well, the effects of Hillary still being felt. We'll have the details for you in the news. And another graduate of Mount Angel Seminary being made a bishop. I'll tell you where coming up in three minutes. Here is Matt Faley and the only light. And you are listening to David and Brenda on the Morning Blend right here at Mater Day Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. 
Watching the sunrise Knowing that it's gotta set I know a new day is dawning But I haven't seen one yet It's like a cold wind of blowing
Matt Faley and The Only Life. It's 7.30 at Mater Day Radio. And in your news this hour, Pope Francis on Tuesday accepted the resignation of Bishop Michael Warfell of the Diocese of Great Falls, Billings, Montana. Bishop Warfell, who will turn 75 on September 16th, will be automatically succeeded by his coadjutor, 57-year-old Bishop Jeffrey Fleming, who was appointed last year. In an April 2022 statement, Warfell said that the year prior he had asked Pope Francis to appoint a coadjutor bishop to help me in the administration of our diocese and to begin a transition for the eventual new ordinary. Fleming, who now succeeds Warfell as a bishop, was born in Billings, Montana in 1966. He studied religious education and theology at Carroll College in Helena and completed his priestly studies at Mount Angel Seminary in Oregon. Yeah, that's where he received a master's degree in theology. In his nearly 30 years as a priest, Fleming was parochial vicar and pastored various parishes in the Diocese of Helena. He was also director of campus ministry at Carroll College. Well, damage assessment and cleanup continues today in Southern California as Tropical Storm Hillary marches north, impacting other states, including Oregon's east side, where flash flood watches were issued. The storm broke rainfall records across Southern California. Palm Springs got nearly a year's worth of rain with 4.3 inches in 24 hours, one of its rainiest days ever. Death Valley nearly set a record with 1.68 inches of precip. And the storm is the rainiest tropical storm system in Nevada's history, nearly doubling the state's 116-year-old all-time record, according to data from NOAA's Weather Prediction Center. Now, some portions of Southern California lost power during the storm, but electricity was mostly restored by last night. In Palm Springs, a section of Interstate 8 or Interstate 10, rather, mm-hmm. Interstate 10, was shut down for part of Monday while road crews cleared mud that was left by the floodwaters. It was pretty messy. I was looking at some of the video footage of that. Yeah, it was not not the easy cleanup, no. to say the least. But that's how impactful that storm was. I mean, you're talking records across the board. Wow. That's incredible. And poor California, though, you think about it. Usually this time of year, they're burning up yeah. with fires. Well, no no wildfires, but now they're having to clean up from flash floods. Yeah. So what did we say was like the last time a tropical storm was like 82? 80 years? Yeah, more than some, 80 years? Something like that. So, yeah, pretty historic. Many people who live in the area of southeast Portland were where a shooting took place early Monday morning, woke up to an alert in the middle of the night. It told them to shelter in place while police tried to find the suspects involved. That same alert also went out to thousands of Portlanders who don't even live in that part of town. The alert was supposed to go out to a two-block radius instead It went out to thousands. Now the Portland Bureau of Emergency Management say the problem has been fixed. Thousands received a message from Public Alerts, which is a notification system residents sign up for. It's designed to send out alerts in case of an emergency. In Monday morning's case, some people who live nearby didn't get any notice, while others in southwest Portland received an alert. (laughs) Katie Wolf, operations manager with the 
Portland Police of Emergency, Portland Bureau of Emergency Management added that once those alerts went out, they knew something wasn't right. It's an error that was quickly figured out, but not before thousands of people woke up wondering what was going on. If you are signed up for those public alerts, there is nothing users need to do because according to Wolf, the error has been fixed. David, you are nodding yes. your head. Yes, my wife asked me, did you get that alert overnight? And I I, I did not, but she did. Okay, so maybe she, she yeah, signed up she for the alert signed system. Up, yeah, but yeah, so it was like, no, I didn't. So anyway, I'm glad you had the story because she was like, hmm, I wonder why that happened. So yeah. Now so, we know. And now it's been fixed. Well, several wildfires continue to burn throughout Oregon. One, the lookout fire in the central Cascades has forced the closure of Blue Pool, Shehaley Falls, Kusaw Falls, and the McKinsey River Trail itself until further notice, according to officials with the Willamette National Forest. The official fire closure is in effect until September 18th, but it could be rescinded sooner or extended depending on the progress of the fire. As of yesterday, the Lookout Fire was burning in over 11,000 acres along Lookout Mountain above the McKinsey River between Eugene and Bend. Another wildfire between Sisters and Madras, the Juniper Creek Fire, had grown to over 100 acres and now 30% contained as crews have created a control line that surrounds the blaze. Over the weekend, residents living near the fire were asked to evacuate which has been reduced to a level two. Around 100 personnel are fighting the fire. President Joe Biden on Monday told survivors of Hawaii's wildfires that the nation grieves with you and promised that the federal government will help for as long as it takes Maui to recover from damage caused by the deadliest U.S. wildfires in more than a century. Biden arrived in Maui 13 days after a fire ravaged the western part of the island, killing at least 115 people. Standing near a severely burned 150-year-old banyan tree, the president acknowledged the overwhelming devastation, but said that Maui would persevere through the tragedy. Earlier Monday, the White House announced that Biden has named Bob Fenton, a regional leader at the Federal Emergency Management Agency, to be chief federal response coordinator for the Maui wildfires overseeing the long-term recovery. It will take years to rebuild Lahaina, where just about every building in the town Mm. was destroyed. I think I saw this morning, too, still 85 people unaccounted for Okay, gosh, we'll pray for them. Absolutely. And in sports, a bit of a surprise. With 10 games to go in the regular season, the Portland Timbers have released longtime head coach Giovanni Severisi after nearly six seasons. The move came yesterday as the Timbers sit in 12th place in the Western Conference standings. On Sunday, Portland was embarrassed by the Houston Dynamo 5-0, one of their largest margins of defeat in MLS play. Assistant coach Miles Joseph will serve as the Timbers' interim head coach for the remainder of the season. Severisi was hired prior to the 2018 season, finishing his coaching career in Portland with a record of 74 wins, 62 losses, and 47 draws. His Timbers team made two appearances in the MLS Cup Final in 2018 and 2021.
Catholic Church, the liturgy celebrates two principal Marian feast days in August. The first is the Solemnity of the Assumption of the Virgin Mary on August 15th, and the second, today, mm-hmm. the Feast of the Queenship of Mary. While the two may not seem directly connected at first glance, a closer look will discover layers of spiritual meaning. The Feast of the Assumption has been celebrated by the church since at least the 6th century, and for many years its celebration was extended into an octave. In the history of the church, all major feasts were celebrated for a period of eight days. This meant that essentially the same liturgy was said using the same liturgical text each day of the octave. The eighth day was the octave we see as a final farewell, honoring the spiritual themes of the feast for the last time. For this reason, a complimentary feast was often instituted on this eighth day. So when it comes to the Assumption, it had an octave celebration for many centuries. Then, on May 4th, 1944, Pope Pius XII established the Feast of the Immaculate Heart of Mary on August 22nd, the octave day for the Feast of the Assumption. However, Pope Paul VI decided to switch the Feast of the Immaculate Heart and the Queenship of Mary. So the Feast of the Immaculate Heart of Mary was joined to the Feast of the Sacred Heart of Jesus, and the Queenship of Mary was moved to August 22nd. Oh, okay. After her assumption into heaven, Mary has become our queen and is right there beside her son, listening to our prayers. She is the true queen of peace who can help us turn the tide of war through her powerful intercession. So that is today's feast day, the Queenship of Mary. Very nice. It's time to find out what's going on in our Catholic community. On Wednesday at 10 a.m. is August Playdate with St. Thomas Aquinas Catholic Preschool happening in Camas, Washington. Camas, uh, the St. Thomas Aquinas Catholic Preschool in Camas is hosting three playdates in August to help boost awareness of the school. Parents are invited to check out the classrooms and meet the teachers while their children, ages 3 to 5, enjoy fun and games around the playground. And remember, you can find details on the these and other events, just head over to our community calendar. You're going to find it under the Get Involved menu at materdayradio.com. You'll also have access to it on the Hail Mary media app. I loved the song there. That was uh, Hail Holy Queen. Don't you? Whenever you are flipping channels yeah. and you run across the movie Sister Act, you always end up watching it to yeah, the end. That's great. So, you know, speaking of music, we have the Vancouver Wine and Jazz Festival coming up this weekend, the 25th, the 26th, and the 27th. So we have a pair of tickets to give away this morning. Don't call just quite yet, but when we come back from the break, we'll give you that cue to call, so stay with us. Support for Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Best Buy in Town Landscape Supply. Since 1984, Best Buy in Town has been supplying the area with landscape products and services, including bark dust blowing, rock, soil, sod, and recycler of yard debris. Located at 2200 Cornelius Pass Road in Hillsboro. Online at bestbybark.com or 503-645-6665. 
Support for Mater Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Jeff Kane at North Point Bank in Vancouver. North Point Bank brings value to customers through client-focused home loan programs, including new construction, renovation options, financing for rental properties, and more. Learn more at northpoint.com. That's northpoint, P-O-I-N-T-E dot com. Equal housing lender, member FDIC. Please join me, Sister Christa von Borstel, in this prayer to St. Sebastian. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Glorious Sebastian, martyr and saint, I call on your strength and courage to help me through this difficult trial. Your faith was so deep, a multitude of arrows could not finish you. The piercing wounds inflicted for your faith only proved to strengthen your belief. May you intercede for those who are weakened from the effects of disease. I ask for your intercession that I may also survive that which threatens to destroy my beliefs in the mercy of Christ. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. For more prayer resources, please visit our website at materdayradio.com or check the prayer section on the new Hail Mary Media app. This is Archbishop Alexander Sample of the Archdiocese of Portland in Oregon, inviting you to join me for the Voice of the Shepherd. I always look forward to our time together to discuss issues that matter most to our families and to the church. Catch the Voice of the Shepherd with Portland Archbishop Alexander Sample and me, Dina Marie, your host, each Tuesday night at 7.30, Saturday afternoon at 3.30, and Sunday morning at 7.30 on Mater Dei Radio, leading souls to Jesus through the Blessed Virgin Mary. And it is 7.44 at Mater Dei Radio. Some morning clouds out there today, then partly sunny skies, high of 77 degrees. Just a slight chance of a shower overnight tonight, a low of 58. And then decreasing clouds for Wednesday, high of 80, then heating up Thursday and Friday back into the 90s. So uh, enjoy these cooler days, these next couple of days. For sure. Currently... 59 degrees still at St. Anne's Catholic Church out in Gresham. And 54 degrees at St. Peter's Church in Eugene. Well, as we mentioned, got a wonderful event coming up this weekend, Friday through Sunday, the 25th through the 27th. It is the Vancouver Wine and Jazz Festival at Esther Short Park in Vancouver. Right now, we have a pair of tickets for you to go to this wonderful event. So you can choose the day. This is for one one day, but you can choose what day you want to go, Friday, Saturday, or Sunday. So we're going to take the second caller. Second caller can win the pair of tickets. Here's the number to call. It is 888-823-5286-888. 8235286 one more time second caller 8888235286 call right now second caller and I am back with Joe Heschmeyer. You are familiar with Joe because you hear him right here at Mater Day Radio in many afternoons on Catholic Answers. He is joining me today because Catholic Answers has teamed up and Joe has written a wonderful book, The Eucharist is Really Jesus, How Christ's Body and Blood Are the Key to Everything We Believe. We began a wonderful conversation. Joe, thank you so much for staying with me this morning. Oh, absolutely. My pleasure. 
In our first half hour, you began to talk about that dryness that we feel that really that from not understanding can lead to just confusion. And we actually wouldn't be alone in that. Many saints also felt that just same kind of dryness, Lord searching. There's the stories of Mother Teresa walking, looking because of that, that dark night. If the Eucharist is that source in the summit and God wants us to know, love and serve him and be joyful in this world, why do we experience, well, this, this dark night, this dryness? Yeah, that's a, it's a very good question. I actually have two chapters in the book that kind of explore this question. One, I, I look at the Eucharist in the lives of the saints and, and it's often a surprisingly complicated relationship. I mean, you imagine oh, I've got all these troubles, I've got all these difficulties, but the saints didn't. And it's like, no, no, they did. Sometimes it was external problems. You know, they they weren't able to make it to mass because, well, you know, they were in concentration camps. They were abroad. They were in all of these situations that were really extreme or they were just so busy with, uh, you know, bringing Christ to uh, villagers in Japan in the case of, of one of the saints we look at that, you know, it, it can often be very difficult to have a mass kit with you when you're climbing a mountain. And so all that's to say that the saints often struggled with some variation of the things we struggle with, busyness, uh, inability to make it to mass, but then also that you make it to mass or you make it to adoration and your mind is racing or you feel spiritually dry and, and you think, why am I not feeling on fire for this? And so to the question of like, well, what do we do about that? There's a lot of possible answers because it may be that we're feeling that way because we've been spiritually lukewarm towards our Lord. It may be that we're feeling that way because we're just physically exhausted. You know, you could imagine a husband and a wife where you're so tired, you've got, you know, small kids or whatever, that maybe you don't feel all the butterflies and it has nothing to do with your spouse. It has nothing to do with, you know, I don't feel the same way. It's like, you know, you're just emotionally burnt out. And so you're not feeling any incredible highs because you're, you know, you're lagging those things. So they can be, in other words, it can be a spiritual problem on your part. It can be a psychological or a physical issue, or it could be something that's completely out of your control. Uh, for instance, what the saints call the dark night of the soul. Now, this is more for those who've, who've already made it through a certain stage in the spiritual life where at, when you first fall in love with our Lord and you first maybe go to adoration, you might have this incredible thrill every time. But ultimately, God doesn't want you going there for the thrill. He wants you going there for him and out of love of him. And so he'll allow the thrill to kind of recede over time. He'll allow you to, to get less out on a, a personal, almost like selfish level. And the question is, well, will you still show up? Will you, will you still be there uh, even if you're not feeling a huge thrill? In the same way that, again, I would say there's something analogous in marriage. Do you still show up in, in love as you ought to? even when it's not fun and easy and, and giving you butterflies in the stomach and leaving you all, you know, Twitter pated as, as Bambi would say, you know, so what, what do we do in those situations? And so that's one of the things I explore. And then in the, the last chapter of the book, I actually give some, some concrete steps you can take to sort of power through those times of dryness. But this is something I'd say that the church and the saints have written on pretty extensively. So don't, don't feel afraid or alone if, if you find yourself in that situation. Joe Heschmeyer is joining me this morning on The Morning Blend. If you are just tuning in, his new book is The Eucharist Is Really Jesus. It is out by, of course, Catholic Answers. Joe, World Youth Day is happening, and so much has been focused on this 
Adoration of the Eucharist. In fact, Pope Francis had talked about praying before the tabernacle. Even Bishop Barron, in addressing young people there, he said, let Christ come to life in you. How do we then take our vision of the Eucharist, looking at Christ, receiving Christ in the Eucharist at Sunday Mass, and then having that consumption of Christ now He's a part of us. How through ourselves, through our lives, through our body, can we be Christ to other people? How how do we allow that transformation to take place? Yeah, that's a great question. The theme of World Youth Day is Mary arose and went. I believe that's the, the line they use from Luke 1. And the idea is after the Annunciation, two things happen. Number one, the angel Gabriel tells Mary she's about to conceive our Lord. And so she has Jesus within her. And number two, the angel mentions that her kinswoman, Elizabeth, is pregnant with a child and she's an old woman. And, you know, this is a this is a miracle. Mary receives this. And so immediately upon receiving our Lord in her body, in the incarnation, she then arises with haste and goes into the hill country of, of Judea for three months. And this is a really striking thing. It's this notion that we have to first receive our Lord. And in every sense, you know, like we, we have a, a little image of this in every mass. We receive Jesus in the Eucharist, and then we have a, a brief time to meditate upon him. And then we're, we're told to, to get up and go, uh, to go in peace, to love and serve the Lord. And, you know, all of that, that going forth, which is actually where the word mass comes from. It's from the sending forth in Latin, the Missa, that that's what we're meant to do. We're supposed to receive Jesus, meditate on Jesus, ponder all these things in our heart as Mary does. And it's not an either or, and bring Jesus to other people. We have to be able to receive before we have anything we can give. It's absolutely perfect. And that is some of what you will come to understand in Joe's new book. Joe, you were talking in our first half hour about a wonderful way that people can get your book and literally hand it out to everyone they've run across. Tell our listeners how they're going to be able to connect with your book and that special program. Yeah, so you can get individual copies at Catholic bookstores, on Amazon, or at the Catholic Answers shop. But if you want a bulk copy, if you want like 20 copies for, you know, men's group, women's group, whatever, or just to give out to people, uh, go to shop.catholic.com and you'll see an option for for bulk sales. And, and they are about as cheap as we can make them. So, so yeah, I hope you check it out. We will check that out. And again, I'm going to dive a little bit deeper into your book, My Upcoming Vacation. I really appreciate your time today. Thank you so very much. Oh, my pleasure. Thank you for having me. And again, that is Joe Heschmeyer. So the name of the book, The Eucharist is Really Jesus, How Christ's Body and Blood Are the Key to Everything We Believe. I will be sure to add links to the book that Joe was just talking about. You'll find those links on the podcast of this interview, materdayradio.com and the Hail Mary media app. And it is 7.53 at Mater Day Radio. David and Brenda with you on the Morning Blend. Thanks so much for joining us. We got a winner for the uh, Vancouver Wine and Jazz Festival. So that's exciting. So exciting. Congratulations, Jonah. She goes to St. Anthony's in Tigard. She is the winner of a set of two tickets to the Wine and Jazz Festival. We are going to give more away tomorrow and on Thursday, too. So please keep trying and listening. 
for your chance to win. That's right. And tonight, it's Tuesday night. That means it is Voice of the Shepherd, our Archbishop Sample, along with Dean Marie. Wonderful program. You want to check it out. That's at 7.30, Voice of the Shepherd. Of course, anytime on your Hail Mary Media app. Put yourself out a full programming schedule on our website. That is at materdayradio.com. Support for Mater Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Dr. Mark Bianco, family dentist. Dr. Bianco practices family dentistry in the neighborhood of 122nd Avenue and Stark Street in Southeast Portland. Dr. Bianco, family dentist, online at biancodentistry.com or 503-252-1722. That's 503-252-1722. Bringing souls to Jesus through the Blessed Virgin Mary. This is Modern Day Radio, KBVM Portland, Salem, Vancouver, KMME Cottage Grove, Eugene, Springfield, Translator K235BF, Eugene, and streaming at moderndayradio.com. Healthcare sharing has been around for decades and began out of the Christian tradition of neighbor helping neighbor. That's the premise Solidarity HealthShare was built on. We're a nonprofit medical cost sharing ministry in which our family of members share in each other's eligible medical expenses. Solidarity HealthShare is not insurance, but an alternative way to pay for medical costs that adheres to Catholic Church teachings. We never share into medical care that goes against our morals. More information at SolidarityHealthShare.org. I gave a talk recently, and an older man with a walker approached me afterwards. I think he had had a stroke, but he was still strong and full of life. His eyes lit up as he started to give me some unsolicited parenting advice. He said, I have four girls, and starting on their fifth birthday, I pull up my antique Chevy, ring the doorbell, and give them flowers and take them on a date. Tears started streaming down his face as he said, and when I turned 50, they all came to my door with flowers and took me on a date. (laughs) Dads. It doesn't take much time or money to make your kids feel really, really special. Anything from an ice cream date to asking how her day was and listening to the answer. But it does take focused one-on-one time. Look, you might regret a lot of things when you're looking back at life someday. One thing I can promise you you won't regret is wasting focused time on those kids. Make sure you do it. This is Chris Stefanik. For more of our men's program, visit reallifecatholic.com. As we surpass three decades of broadcasting, all of us at Mater Dei Radio are thankful for the many blessings this special radio ministry provides to our Catholic community. To ensure that our faith continues to thrive in today's media, we hope you will consider including Mater Dei Radio in your estate planning. There are many estate planning options to choose from, but one way would be to include Mater Dei Radio as a beneficiary in your will. More information on estate planning is on our website at materdayradio.com. The Morning Blend. It's a cup of joy with David and Brenda on Mater Day Radio. 757 at Mater Day Radio and another Western business calling it quits in Russia. We'll have that for you in the news. And the French official in charge of the Notre Dame reconstruction will not see its opening and a family in mourning today. I'll have that story for you right after Awaken the Saint. Hey guys, I'm Alina with Awaken Catholic, and this is Layla, our newest member of the family. And this is Awaken the Saint. Today, I would like to introduce you to a gentlemanly man and a saint, Saint John Kemble. 
He was born in 1599 England and ordained in 1625. During this time, Catholicism was persecuted heavily in England, and so he and his fellow priests generally carried out their priestly duties in secret much of the time. A lot of his survival depended on the generosity and kindness of the landlord. In this case, he set up refuge for 50 years in Pembridge Castle under his nephew, Captain Richard Kimball. For years, he seemed impervious to the outside persecution. He was a gifted orator, and it's said that even his sermons were admired by some Protestants who heard him speak. However, he was falsely accused of being involved in a plot against the king. He was warned about his impending arrest, but declined to leave his flock, saying, According to the course of nature, I have but a few years to live. It will be an advantage to suffer for my religion, and therefore I will not abscond. Campbell, now 80 years old, was ordered to be taken to London to be interviewed about the plot. As the elderly priest had difficulty riding a horse, he was strapped like a pack to his horse on the way there. Eventually, he was found to have no connection with the alleged plot, but found guilty of the treasonous crime of being a Catholic priest. He was sentenced to be hanged, drawn and quartered, simply for being a priest. Before he was led out to his execution, the assembled party joined the elderly priest in a final smoking of pipes and finishing his last drink along with his prayers, of course. This birthed a famous Hertfordshire saying, Kemble pipe and Kemble cup, referring to a parting pipe or cup. Kemble's final words were these, the failure of the authorities in London to connect me to the plot makes it evident that I die only for the profession of the Catholic religion, which was the religion that first made this kingdom Christian. Kemble was allowed to die on the gallows before being drawn and quartered. His death was greeted with dismay by the locals who knew him. Protestants and Catholics alike looked on in sorrow, recalling him as a great gentleman. It's inspiring how one man can bring a community together simply by using his gifts for the kingdom and living a life of love and faithfulness, no matter who he encountered. Let's be challenged today to tap into St. John Kemble's gentlemanly sainthood and offer our specific talents to our communities. Maybe you're a musician and have been too afraid to share your gift with your parish. Perhaps you're gifted in hospitality, so host a community gathering at your home. Whatever you do, do it for the love of God and neighbor. St. John Kemble, ora pro nobis. Thank you for tuning in to Awaken the Saint. Awaken the Saint is made in partnership by Spoke Street Media and Awaken Catholic. And that is Awaken the Saint. For more information about the saints or to pray with Mater Day Radio, please download our free Hail Mary media app. Details at materdayradio.com. It's 8 o'clock. And in your news, St. Michael's Abbey outside of Los Angeles and Orin County opened in 2021 in one of the newest abbeys in the world. Despite a recent decline in religious vocations in many parts of the world, St. Michael's Abbey has 42 men studying for the priesthood and many more waiting to enter. Father Ambrose Creest, a priest at the Abbey, believes young men are being drawn to the community because the Abbey has stayed true to the order's traditions. The Abbey follows the canons 
of the Norbertines, which was founded in 1121 by St. Norbert in France. Today, St. Michael's Abbey has 70 men living in it, half of whom are priests and the other half are seminarians. The very Reverend Christome Bayer prior at St. Michael's Abbey said he hopes first and foremost that the Abbey will save souls and be a beacon of light and hope in a very strange land, a land that thinks it's gone beyond God and doesn't need him anymore. When this opened in 2021, I had an opportunity to talk with one of the priests there Mm -hmm. about some of the artwork and the beauty of this abbey. I want to go. Yeah. It's open to people. Like, imagine like if we would go to Mount Angel sure. Abbey. Yeah. You can spend time on the grounds there. It is incredibly beautiful. Where so, Where is it again now? In Orange County. Orange County. He said actually not too far from Disneyland. Oh, out wow. of the city right. a little bit in, in the in the hills. So, Very nice. Uh, go to Disneyland one day and then recover go. at the Abbey. Well, three people have died and three others were hospitalized related to a listeria outbreak linked to milkshakes sold at a Frugal's restaurant in Tacoma. Listeria bacteria was found in the ice cream machines at the location, which were not cleaned correctly, according to a press release from the Washington State Department of Health. No other Frugal's restaurants are believed to be affected by the outbreak. The restaurant stopped using its ice cream machines on August 8th, but listeria can sicken people up to 70 days later, according to the department. Now, most people who eat food contaminated with listeria won't have serious complications but people who are pregnant, 65 or older, and those with weakened immune systems are advised to call their health care provider if they had a Frugal's milkshake at their Tacoma location between May 29th and August 7th. The French Army General appointed by President Emmanuel Macron to oversee the reconstruction of Notre Dame Cathedral will not see the reopening of the Pearl of France on December 8, 2024. Army General Jean-Louis Georgelin died August 18th while hiking in the Pyrenees Mountains. He is believed to have fallen on Mount Valier in southwest France. Macron tweeted on August 19th, With the death of General Jean-Louis Georgelin, the nation has lost one of its great soldiers, France one of its great servants, and Notre Dame the master manager of its renaissance. A practicing Catholic, he was asked by Macron to lead the efforts to rebuild Notre Dame Cathedral in what is seen as a record speed of five years after the April 2019 fire. The general's death has come when visible progress is being made on reconstruction. On July 11th, the oak trusses for the new roof made their way to the site up the famous Seine River where Notre Dame Cathedral is located. And then throughout July and August, workers have been fitting the pieces together in what looks like a giant construction site in the French capital city center to make one of Paris' emblematic landmarks accessible for faithful and tourists once again. It's oh, too bad to hear. Isn't it's that sad? sad. And, yeah. and such a tragic loss and just a, a day hiking trip mm. into a fallen. And so, uh, as it said, a faithful Catholic, we pray for his soul. Well, those late-night pizza runs in Moscow may be getting a little tougher. (laughs) What? Domino's Pizza (laughs) will close all its outlets in Russia, becoming one of the first major Western fast food chains to exit the country since McDonald's and Starbucks left more than a year ago. 
The company that owns franchise rights for the Domino's Pizza brand in Russia and several other countries said Monday that it would file for bankruptcy for its Russian unit. The move highlights the increasingly hard choices facing Western firms that stayed in Russia after the start of the Ukraine war. The company operates 142 stores in Russia and is the country's third largest pizza delivery business. It's possible that its pizza outlets will continue to operate in Russia under new ownership and branding. McDonald's and Starbucks in Russia were taken over by local players and renamed after their parent companies exited the country. Mm. You, yeah, you think about that uh, in Moscow or, or any city in Russia, I suppose, a, a, a Domino's pizza car driving down driving the street. Driving by, yeah. hot you know, <laughs> yeah, sign right. on next to it. Yep. I wonder what the typical or popular topping is on a Russian pizza because food can adjust a little bit. So you may not necessarily get a pepperoni pizza yeah, in Russia. Yeah. I don't know what I don't know what it yeah, would be. That's but a good question. I'll look that up. Okay. Washington State, your fuel prices rising again, but slower than in previous weeks. Despite the increase, California is still king when it comes to price at the pump, beating out the Evergreen State by 21 cents this week. As of Monday, the average price of gasoline unleaded in Washington was sitting $5.04 per gallon statewide, Mm. and that's up from... 502 a week prior so just a couple more cents now washington's two cent per gallon increase moved with the nation average which rose from 385 to 386 a gallon some experts think there's a legislative component to the relatively high cost of washington's fuel as previously reported by the center square citing the state's cap and trade carbon tax program implemented on january 1st governor jay inslee in a recent press conference suggested none of the recent price increases have been due to the state's new cap and trade policy this price variance still largely follows the Cascade Range with residents in the West paying a higher premium at the pump than residents in the East. Mm, all right. In sports, hey, all you golfers out there. Yes. Yeah. Mark September 9th. Okay. On your calendar. It's a fun event for a great cause. It is the 16th annual Father Jim Nibbler Memorial Golf Tournament at Shehalem Glen Golf Course in Newburgh. Now, the event is put on by St. Peter Catholic Church in Newburgh with proceeds from the tournament benefiting the parish's youth and facility development. So you can register as an individual or a foursome that includes complimentary range balls, snacks, and beverages. A lunch and raffle follows the tournament. So you want to register before this Saturday, August 26th, to avoid a late fee. All the details are available at St. Peter Newburgh. OR.net. That's St. Peter Newberg OR.net. So, anyway, great tournaments. I've already thought of my uh, foursome. Okay. It's going to be me and the good deacon, Bishop Steiner, yeah. and Ashley Michigan. There you go. I, would we do well? Because they would all have to make up for my inability to even <laughs> hit right. the ball down the fairway. Well, you know what? With Bishop Steiner, he may already be in that tournament. <laughs> I'm sure he that already w- is. Wouldn't surprise me. So uh, anyway, great, great tournament. And w- we've been with them for several years now. Again, it's the Father Jim Nibbler Memorial Golf Tournament, Shehalem Glen Golf Course in Newburgh. So uh, check it out for sure.
The start of a new school year is uniquely stressful time of transition for most families, whether you have small children getting ready for kindergarten or high schoolers preparing to move into dorms for the first time. The fall is a time of changing routines and establishing new habits. Change can be challenging. Like most things in life, though, the good news is we have a saint for that. There are actually many saints who live lives devoted to education in some form, but here are a few to get you started. Of course, St. Thomas Aquinas, a Dominican who studied and taught theology, is traditionally considered the patron saint of students. When he was a student himself, he was large and slow to speak, so he was originally thought to be rather dull-minded, and his fellow classmates even nicknamed him the dumb ox. But this dumb ox went on to become one of the most brilliant theologians in the history of the church. St. Joseph Cupertino is the patron saint of studying. He was born in Cupertino in the 17th century. As a young boy, he was frequently absent-minded and had a great deal of difficulty learning. It is now thought he must have had and lived with some kind of learning disability, but at the time, his challenges only caused others to become impatient with him. He eventually wound up with the Franciscans, and there in community, he grew in holiness and humility. And finally, St. Elizabeth Ann Seton was the first U.S. citizen to become a saint. She was born in a well-to-do family in New York City in 1774. She was the mother to five children of her own, but also raised her late husband's younger siblings after his death. She founded a religious order for women and the first Catholic schools in the United States. As the founder of the American System of Catholic Education, she is considered the patron saint of Catholic schools. It's time to find out what's going on in our Catholic community. Coming up on Saturday at 1 o'clock, it is the Oregon Night of Columbus prayer procession at the state capitol. All are invited to join the Knights of Columbus in a peaceful procession where they pray at the state capitol building. And remember, you can find details on these and other events. Head over to the community calendar, materdayradio.com and the Hail Mary media app. Well, we have a homily highlight coming up with Father Tim Furlow at St. Patrick's Church, Northwest Portland. We'll do that right after the forecast. Support for Matre Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Best Buy in Town Landscape Supply. Since 1984, Best Buy in Town has been supplying the area with landscape products and services, including bark dust blowing, rock, soil, sod, and recycler of yard debris. Located at 2200 Cornelius Pass Road in Hillsboro. Online at bestbybark.com or 503-645-6665. Please join Mater Dei Radio and Franciscan missionary Sister Anne-Marie Warren with the morning offering. O Jesus, through the Immaculate Heart of Mary, I offer you my prayers, works, joys, and sufferings of this day for all the intentions of your Sacred Heart in union with this holy sacrifice of the Mass throughout the world in reparation for my sins, for the intentions of all my relatives and friends, and in particular for the intentions of the Holy Father. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. For more prayer resources, and to let us know how we can pray for your intentions, please visit materdayradio.com.
Support for Mater Day Radio comes from our leadership circle members, including Holy Family Supply, Salem's Catholic Bookstore. Located at 421 Court Street Northeast in downtown Salem, Holy Family Supply has a wide variety of Catholic gifts for all occasions, including Bibles, rosaries, statues, and holy cards. Holy Family Supply current hours and days of operation are available by phone at 503-588-1071. The average smartphone has more than 40 apps installed, and most of them are never used. Clear this clutter from your phone and make Monterey Radio's Hail Mary Media app your go-to spiritual resource. It's got everything you need to grow in holiness, including a huge library of enriching prayers, liturgy of the hours with the monks at Mount Angel Abbey, and a personalized schedule of your daily prayer reminders. The Hail Mary Media app also contains a stream of Monterey Radio's live broadcast, podcast of our original shows, including programs not heard on the radio. Plus, you'll find fun things to do on the interactive community calendar, Catholic news, and so much more. The Hail Mary Media app has everything you need to grow closer to Christ all in one place. Download it today. Search Hail Mary Media in the iOS App Store, Google Play, or MaterDayRadio.com. Declutter your phone and turn to the Hail Mary Media app from Materday Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. It is 8.14 here at Monster Day Radio. Smoky air out of here. And we have a very mild day ahead. Under partly cloudy skies, temperatures today only reaching about 77 degrees. Great afternoon, David, to go outside, go for a walk. Mm-hmm. Maybe take in a little tennis. Yeah, I like Could that be. idea. Yeah. Overnight, we're going to cool down to the upper 50s. On Wednesday, we have similar conditions, but temperatures putting to, uh, pushing to 80 degrees. Then as we move through the week, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, all going to be in the lower 90s again. So summer, not over yet. It's 55 degrees at Queen of Peace Church in Salem. And it is 55 degrees at Our Lady of Guadalupe Catholic Church in Ridgefield. A recap of Sunday's readings. It's time for homily highlights on Mater Day Radio. And today's homily highlight from Father Tim Furlow, pastor at St. Patrick's Church here in Portland. It's helpful sometimes to um, situate where Jesus is in the gospel when we get these things. Uh, and Tyre and Sidon is in modern-day Lebanon. So most of the time, Jesus is in Israel, but it's good to, to think like, okay, I'm hearing this story of this woman calling out to it. It's happening in Lebanon. And so he's not in Israel right now. And so the, the people of this region, they are the ancient ancestors of modern-day Maronite Catholics. So I've talked about the Maronites before. There are 24 rites in the Catholic Church. We're one, the Roman rite, the biggest one. Uh, But the Maronite rite are the Catholics in Lebanon, and there is one Maronite rite church in Portland, St. Charbel's. If you want to go one Sunday, you have my blessing to to go to their divine liturgy. It's at 11 a.m., St. Charbel's, and it will rock your liturgical socks off. Like, it is so different than a Roman Rite Mass. And we do a very lovely, respectful, traditional Roman Rite Novus Ordo Mass here. But this is something totally different. It's a valid Mass. They are Catholics. But it's the result of the culture of this area. 
developing slowly over a long period of time. So feel free to go one Sunday if you want to get a larger notion of Catholicism. So here's the deal. Because of the region, uh, this woman was considered by ancient Jews to be a pagan, Canaanite, pagan, unredeemable, unless she converted. And Jesus was an ancient Jew. Now, he didn't believe she was unredeemable. Of course, in his divinity, he knew that he came to save her. But he did also know that this was the word on the street in his culture, that she was unredeemable, and he knew that he could leverage that to his purposes in this particular instance. That's what's going on. He's trying to elicit out of her a very strong, very powerful act of faith. Okay, so to do that, he calls her a dog. Just let that sink in for a second. To elicit a huge act of faith, he calls her a dog. Jesus, long hair, sandals, tie-dye shirts, always smiling, nicest guy in the world, breaks character in this particular instance, wrong. That's not him. That's not the real Jesus. This is a perfect example of Jesus not being nice. He was not nice. He was kind. And there's a big difference between kindness and, and niceness. And in this in instance, kindness was using a highly offensive metaphor. I've heard theologians try to explain this scripture away a lot of times by trying to prove that he wasn't really saying that non-Jews were considered less than Jews and da-da-da-da-da, but it doesn't hold up. That is what they indeed believed. The important point is, once again, that's not what he believed. He came to save all of us, Jew and Gentile. That's what St. Paul's driving home. He's using ghoulish overkill to make a point. And the point is that he's willing to do whatever it takes to bring out the best in us. He's willing to do whatever it takes to bring out the best in us, even if it doesn't fit into our neat little conception of him. I'm still coming off the retreat, so I'm still processing and unpacking things. And in that unpacking, I was thinking earlier this week, I can't count how many times in my life something terrible has happened. Like truly terrible, life-shattering. And almost every time up to uh, a few years ago, I would think, why is this happening? You know, what on earth could be the point of, of this particular type of pain for me? I don't ask that anymore. I don't do that anymore. As the Lord has continued to heal me, and this is why this is a place of healing, a field hospital, as the Holy Father has called it, I notice that like a side effect of that healing is that my consciousness operates differently with each thing that's healed. And that makes sense, right? Because uh, being wounded makes us weak, and it makes us uh, function like a lesser version of ourselves. Somebody comes up to you, stabs you in the arm, your piano recital is not going well. 
right? Like that structure is necessary in order to do something complicated that you've been trained to do. But when those wounds get healed, if they're actually rectified, we're back in business in that particular area. So as the healing happens, consciousness operates better, higher. So now instead of asking why, that why question, which is more of like an emotional temptation, I ask, what's the lesson, Lord? What's the lesson, Lord? This person died and I didn't want them to. What's the lesson, Lord? That person tried to use the power of Satan to destroy my life. What's the lesson, Lord? Everything seems to be going sideways. It's not working out. What's the lesson, Lord? I can't subjectively perceive my own belovedness as a son, as a daughter of God. What's the lesson, Lord? Asking that question is powerful. And the net result of asking it has totally changed my heart over the last few years because it repositioned me. We all need to be repositioned. Like if you ever play organized sports, and I don't, I'm not pretending that I do. You either have strength and coordination or you don't. It's just kind of one of those things. But most people play organized sports at some point. Well, if you're playing some sport, you're probably in a position. And if you're not in the position you're supposed to be in, you're off doing something else, it's not going to work. The one season of basketball I played, I was left wing. Okay, well, if I was left wing and I was trying to play center, we're going to lose. I mean, we lost anyway, but we're going to lose because I'm not where I'm supposed to be. I've positioned myself incorrectly. And so what the Lord has done is repositioned me from a place of doubt and frustration, honestly, to a place of acceptance and faith. And it's not perfect. No way. Not saying my faith is perfect by any stretch of the imagination, but it's there now in a way that it wasn't before. So what's the point? The point is, no matter what the lesson is specifically for us, based on our situation, based on our particular pain that's manifesting in that situation. The overarching lesson is always Jesus, the real Jesus, looking us straight in the eyes and saying, I'll do whatever it takes to bring out the best in you. I'll do whatever it takes to bring out the best in you. And if that means letting you experience some pain in this short temporary, kind of ridiculous, fallen world, then that's what it means. Because it doesn't end in that pain. It ends in glory and joy forever. This lady, this random Canaanite lady, experienced that sting of hearing that from the Lord. And instead of getting offended... Instead of stomping off home, she stayed and she told Jesus the purpose of the lesson that he was trying to teach her. Ah, even Gentiles are worthy of your power. You're sent to everyone. And I'm sure with a huge smile on his face, he looked at her and said, you got it. 
you got the point of what I was trying to do. It was painful. It was a little bit difficult there for a second, but you got it. Go home. Great is your faith. You have what you've asked for. Enjoy it. For us, whatever the terrible thing is, whatever the hard thing is, the painful thing is, and we all have something. Somebody looks like they have it all together. They do not. They're just really good at looking that way. We all have something. If we want to get what we're supposed to get out of that experience, the first step is not becoming impatient, not becoming offended, not engaging with anything that's negative whatsoever. It's just very simply saying from the bottom of our heart, what's the lesson, Lord? And that is today's homily highlight from Father Tim Furlow, pastor at St. Patrick's Catholic Church here in Portland. Support for Matre Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Dr. Mark Bianco, family dentist. Dr. Bianco practices family dentistry in the neighborhood of 122nd Avenue and Stark Street in Southeast Portland. Dr. Bianco, family dentist, online at biancodentistry.com or 503-252-1722. That's 503-252-1722. Hello, I'm Kevin Doran. And I'm Carla Wehrman, co-host of Sunday Commentary. Join us every weekend on Mater Day Radio, Saturday mornings at 7 and Sunday mornings at 8, as we break down the scripture readings so you can better prepare to enter into the beauty and mystery of the Holy Mass. It's fun, fast, and faith-filled. Let us share our love of the good news with you, Saturday mornings at 7 and Sunday mornings at 8 on Mater Day Radio. The bridge between your faith and everyday life. Lattes and cappuccinos may be tasty, but it's the morning blend with David and Brenda that will get your day started right on Mater Day Radio. And it is 827 at Mater Day Radio, and the Portland Timbers part with their head coach. We'll have the details in the news. And another graduate of Mount Angel Seminary being made a bishop. I'll tell you where coming up in news. Here is Dupree. Meet me on the mountain. If you want to have faith Hands up If you want to be saved Let's go up high where they can hear us And take up your cross and be fearless Come with me We're all gonna sing Meet me on the mountain Yeah, we're all gonna sing Shout to the rooftop We're singing to the king Let's go up high where they can hear us And take up your cross and be fearless Meet me on the mountain Yeah, we're all gonna sing
Dupree, meet me on the mountain. It's 8.30 at Mater Day Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. Pope Francis on Tuesday accepted the resignation of Bishop Michael Warfell of the Diocese of Great Falls, Billing, Montana. Warfell, who will turn 75 on September 16th, will be automatically succeeded by his coadjutor, 57-year-old Bishop Jeffrey Fleming, who was appointed last year. In an April 2022 statement, Warfell said that the year prior he had asked Pope Francis to appoint a coadjutor bishop to help me in the administration of our diocese and to begin a transition for the eventual new ordinary. Bishop Fleming, who now succeeds Warfell as bishop, was born in Billings, Montana in 1966. He studied religious education and theology at Carroll College in Helena and completed his priestly studies at Mount Angel Seminary right here in Oregon, where he also received a master's degree in theology. In his nearly 30 years as a priest, Fleming was parochial vicar at pastor at various parishes in the Diocese of Helena. He was also the director of campus ministry at Carroll College. Oh, good for him. I'm, You know, here's a good question. Yeah, I know you don't know the answer, but I wonder how many seminarians at Mount Angel have gone on to become bishops. I don't know. There yeah. must be maybe like a hall of bishops where yeah. they put their portrait and then like they, they put right. a little sticker of a, of a yeah. closure mitre or something on there. I wonder. That's interesting. <laughs> well, damage assessment and cleanup continues today in Southern California as Tropical Storm Hillary marches north, impacting other states, including Oregon's east side, where flash flood watches were issued. The storm broke rainfall records across Southern California. Palm Springs got nearly a year's worth of rain with 4.3 inches in 24 hours, one of its rainiest days ever. Death Valley nearly set a record with 1.68 inches of precip. And the storm is the rainiest tropical storm system in Nevada's history, nearly doubling the state's 116-year-old all-time record, according to data from NOAA's Weather Prediction Center. Some portions of Southern California lost power during the storm, but electricity was mostly restored by Monday evening. In Palm Springs, I saw a video of this. A section of Interstate 10 was shut down. 
for part of Monday while road crews cleared mud left by the flood waters. So the storm now heading north. Again, we talked about in uh, Oregon's east side where they got rain, some flash flood watches there, and heading up all the way into British Columbia. Wow. Now through through Washington State as well. And so uh, quite the impact. Certainly was. Again, like I said, I checked in on my mom and dad and they said, it's a lot of rain for sure. They were there in San Diego area, but all is well there too. Many people who live in the area of Southeast Portland were uh, where a shooting took place early Monday morning, woke up to an alert in the middle of the night. It told them to shelter in place while police tried to find the suspects involved. That same alert also went to thousands of Portlanders don't even live in that part of the town. The alert was supposed to go out to a two-block radius. Instead, it went out to thousands. Now the Portland Bureau of Emergency Management say the problem has been fixed. Thousands received a message from Public Alerts, which is a notification system residents sign up for. It's designed to send out alerts in case of an emergency. In Monday morning's case, some people who live nearby didn't get any notice, while others in southwest Portland received the alert. Katie Wolf, operations manager with the Portland Bureau of Emergency Management, added that once those alerts went out, they knew something wasn't right. It's an error that was quickly figured out, but not before thousands of people woke up wondering what was going on. That happened to you. Yeah. Well, what did the, did you see what the alert said? No, it, it was on my wife's phone. Okay. And so she read it to me. I, I kind of forget what it said, but yeah, she got the alert in the middle of the night. So okay. She's one of those. Well, several wildfires continue to burn throughout Oregon. One, the Lookout Fire in the Central Cascades, has forced the closure of Blue Pool, uh, Shehaley Falls, Kusa Falls, and the McKinsey River Trail itself until further notice, according to officials with the Willamette National Forest. Now, the official fire closure is in effect until September 18th, but it could be rescinded sooner or extended, depending on the progress of the fire. As of yesterday, the Lookout Fire was burning in over 11,000 acres along Lookout Mountain above the McKinsey River between Eugene and Bend. Now, another wildfire between Sisters and Madras, the Juniper Creek Fire, had grown to over 100 acres and is 30% contained now as crews have created a control line that surrounds the blaze. Over the weekend, residents living near the fire were asked to evacuate, which has been reduced to a level 2 Around 100 personnel are fighting the fire. President Joe Biden on Monday told survivors of Hawaii's wildfires that the nation grieves with you and promised that the federal government will help for as long as it takes Maui to recover from damage caused by the deadliest U.S. wildfire in more than a century. Biden arrived in Maui 13 days after fires ravaged the western part of the island, killing at least 115 people. Standing near a severely burned 150-year-old banyan tree, the president acknowledged the overwhelming devastation but said that Maui would persevere through the tragedy. 
Earlier Monday, the White House announced that Biden has named Bob Fenton, a regional leader at the Federal Emergency Management Agency, to be the chief federal response coordinator for the Maui wildfires overseeing the long-term recovery. It will take years to rebuild Lahaina, where just about every building in the town was destroyed. You you saw that banyan tree, did you not? I did see the banyan tree years. I mean, it's probably been five years ago now yeah. that we did that trip to Hawaii. It was incredibly peaceful. I cannot explain to you what it felt like standing under the tree. And it's vast. When we think about a hundred-year-old tree, yeah. its limbs literally covered this park and they have its support. So I'm going to be interested to know. I'm sure there are people looking after that. Uh, if they can recover that tree next year, boy, wouldn't that be something to just give yeah, them hope that they definitely. can rebuild everything. So, you know, the historic Pioneer Inn in Maui, which I believe burned down uh, as well, uh, McMinniman's building in Kalama. in Kalama is modeled after that. Is it really? Yeah, yeah. Oh. So I was just thinking about that when uh, I saw the reports of that. So, yeah, uh, hopefully, you know. It's the recover. history yeah. the, of these buildings that are, are so mm-hmm. difficult to, really. to come to grips with. Well, in sports, a bit of a surprise. With 10 games to go in the regular season, the Portland Timbers have released longtime head coach Giovanni Savarisi after nearly six seasons. The move came yesterday as the Timbers sit in 12th place in the Western Conference standings. On Sunday, Portland was embarrassed by the Houston Dynamo 5 to nothing, one of their largest margins of defeat in MLS play. Assistant coach Miles Joseph will serve as the Timbers' interim head coach for the remainder of the season, Severisi was hired prior to the 2018 season, finishing his coaching career in Portland with a record of 74 wins, 62 losses, and 47 draws. His Timbers team made two appearances in the MLS Cup Final, 2018 and 2021. I know there had been questions about mm-hmm. uh, Severisi and whether or not they would let him go at the end of the season. Yeah, they they're not it. even waiting. Yeah, they're not waiting, yeah. And may holy queen and from above, oh Maria, hail mother of mercy and above, oh Maria. A very special feast day of Our Lady today. In the Roman Catholic Church, the liturgical liturgy celebrates two principal Marian feasts in August. The first is the Solemnity of the Assumption of the Virgin Mary on August 15th, and the second is the Feast of the Queenship of Mary. That's today. While the two may not seem directly connected at first glance, a closer look will discover layers of spiritual meaning. The Feast of the Assumption has been celebrated by the Church since at least the 6th century, and for many years, its celebration was extended by an octave. In the history of the church, all major feasts were celebrated for a period of eight days. This meant that essentially the same liturgy was said using the same liturgical texts each day of the octave. The eighth day of the octave was seen as a final farewell, honoring the spiritual themes of the feast for the last time. For this reason, a complimentary feast was often instituted on this eighth day. So when it came to the Assumption, it had an octave celebration for many centuries. Then on May 4th, 1944, Pope Pius XII established the Feast of the Immaculate Heart of Mary 
on August 22nd, the octave day of the Feast of the Assumption. However, Pope Paul VI decided to switch the Feast of the Immaculate Heart and the Queenship of Mary. The Feast of the Immaculate Heart of Mary was joined to the Feast of the Sacred Heart of Jesus in June, and the Queenship of Mary moved to today. After her assumption into heaven, Mary has become our queen and is right there beside her son, listening to our prayers. She is the true queen of peace who can help us turn the tide of war through her powerful intercession. It's time to find out what's going on in our Catholic community. On Saturday at 2 o'clock, David, here's something for you. Yeah. Benedictine Brewery's 5th Anniversary Extravaganza. That's happening, of course, at the brewery in Mount Angel. Join the Mount Angel Abbey community to celebrate five years of operations. In addition to Benedictine Brewery beer, enjoy monastic art displays, an ice cream cart, cornhole, live music, and more. All right. And remember, you can find details on these and other events. Head over to the community calendar, materdayradio.com, and the Hail Mary media app. Congratulations to Father Martin. Isn't that amazing? Yeah. Five years. And when you look at the uh, array of uh, selections, yeah, it's they've been doing a lot of work in five years. That's awesome. Well, it's Tuesday. You know what that means. Mm-hmm. Tech Tuesday. Sarah Kinsey going to join us after the forecast. Support for Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Best Buy in Town Landscape Supply. Since 1984, Best Buy in Town has been supplying the area with landscape products and services, including bark dust blowing, rock, soil, sod, and recycler of yard debris. Located at 2200 Cornelius Pass Road in Hillsboro. Online at bestbuybark.com or 503-645-6665. Christopher Minutes, thoughts on making every day count. I'm Tony Rossi. Visual set designer Philip Metchen has a unique job in the movies. He designs sets for animated films such as Pixar's The Incredibles 2. In a recent interview with Catholic World Report, Metchen explained his love of nature and how he takes inspiration from the divine when creating the highly detailed world of a Pixar film. He said, I feel like whenever I'm using real-world environments as inspiration, I'm using God as inspiration. Mechin is a Catholic and brings his faith into his work. He also wants his work to reflect the beauty of the world and of the human experience. He concluded, As an artist, you feel a responsibility that these things you create will be positive and enlightening. This message was brought to you by the Christophers. Thanks for listening, and remember that it's better to light one candle than to curse the darkness. Support for Monterey Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Westside Masonry Incorporated, providing residential masonry projects in brick, block, concrete, and cultured stone. For more information on fireplaces, patios, driveways, hardscapes, excavation, retaining walls, and fencing, call 503-805-7464. Westside Masonry Incorporated, CCB number 167779. 
Summertime is a great time to drive the open road. Unless your old, reliable wheels just aren't up to the task anymore. You know who could use that old car? Mater Day Radio. You can donate most vehicles, cars, trucks, vans, RVs, and boats to Mater Day Radio's vehicle donation program with the proceeds supporting a faith-filled Catholic broadcast. And in return, getting yourself a likely tax deduction. More information on our vehicle donation program at materdayradio.com. It is 8.45 at Mater Day Radio. I liked what we said earlier today when uh, I was reading the weather description for the National Weather Service. A touch of autumn this morning. <laughs> Just a touch. Just a touch of autumn this much. morning. Not too much. That touch of autumn not going to last too long, though, as we head into the middle, late part of the week. But today, there is a touch of autumn. Partly sunny skies, a high of 77 degrees. Just a slight chance of a shower overnight tonight, low of 58. And then we'll have decreasing clouds for Wednesday, a high of 80. Then Thursday and Friday, boop, back up into the 90s. All right, currently... 62 degrees at St. John the Evangelist Catholic Church in Vancouver. And it is 64 degrees at Holy Cross Church in Portland. The summertime, we often get delayed quite a bit by road work. They try to get all the work they can get done for the summer season, so that way when rainy season comes, well, they don't have to be out there slushing around Mm -hmm. in the water getting roads fixed up. And it appeared that it was going to get... Sarah Kenzie delayed and not here for the start of our Tech Tuesday. However, the angels rushed ahead of her. Yep. They were her police <laughs> escort to Mater Day Radio. She sent me a text when we started news said, I'm going to be late. I'm Running not going to make the it there. I'm trying to work it around. Not at all. Those angels said, That's right. People want to hear their Tech Tuesday, and they got her here. So joining us in studio, it's Sarah Kenzie. Good morning, Sarah. Good morning. Is How a are bit... you? I'm good. Okay. <laughs> thankfully, thankfully, you have one of those new flying cars, so you can get yes. right over the traffic. That's Angel Wings. Angel Wings, that's right. I like a spaceship. I mean, that'd be yeah. fun. Well, that would be hard to get into orbit. That'd be the long way around. If you had a spaceship, you'd have to orbit the Earth and then drop in. Because well, it's like a little one. Just a, a little spaceship? Kind of like yeah. George Jetson. What he dro- he, that's he right. flew his little spaceship to work. <laughs> Something for the future. Well, Sarah Kenzie, you do not disappoint. You are here. And it is a Tech Tuesday, and we've got some great highlights coming to people's inboxes today. So thank you for joining us today. The first highlight in today's email, please, please, for our listeners, open up this email, open up this podcast. You are going to learn about Tibbetts House. Sarah, tell us more. Yeah, so this was an interview uh, that David did uh, with our Fred uh, Ed Lingua from Catholic Charities, and um, it's about a house that they are partnering with, uh, I believe, with St. Ignatius Parish. And the Tibbetts House is a home for um, refugees that are just coming to this country, and especially families that need a place to just just be and, and be all together and uh, to really get settled. And um, David, this interview uh, that you had with Ed was so powerful, and um, so I yeah, I reiterate what Brenda said, just encourage everyone to go listen to that. Mm. Um, it's just such important work that they're doing. Um, and, you know, we, we can all support them as well. And um, it's just just a powerful story of, of um, you know, a ministry that's happening right here in our community. But I, you know, I knew a little bit about what Catholic Charities was doing. But I think when you really get into, you know, the the story of it and, and the human 
need that was there. It, it's just so powerful to hear those stories happening right here in our community. Yeah, as I mentioned in the interview, I learned about it after Ed told me about it, and then I went to St. Ignatius Parish website, right. and they have a video mm-hmm. on there about the Tibbetts House, and as I say in the interview, pretty emotional to yeah. watch that because you really see the impact it has on real people, mm-hmm. and you and you see it in their faces and, and what it means to them. And, you know, some of these wonderful ministries, apostolates, they fly under the radar. Mm-hmm. You don't really hear about them on a day-to-day basis until somebody tells you about them and says, hey, have you ever heard about the Tibbetts House? And like, no, I haven't. Well, here's what they do. And then you go watch that video and as you hear it with the interview with Ed. And so really uh, just a wonderful, important work that they do for refugees coming to the country. And Ed Longwall, one of my favorite storytellers. He just really brings to life their story. And so, again, I encourage our listeners to open up their email today and please listen to that podcast. You are listening to Sarah Kenzie on a Tech Tuesday. We're giving you a highlight of what's coming to your inbox today. This is a wonderful event that is coming up and I don't know that it's happened before. We've done this type of things before, but people have a great opportunity to join in prayer for the faithful departed, a rosary to gather together. Tell our listeners about it. Yes, so next Wednesday, that's August 30th, um, there's going to be a rosary uh, for uh, the faithful departed, and it's going to happen in two places. Uh, first is going to be at 12:30 at Gethsemane Chapel in Happy Valley, and then at 2:30 um, at Mount Calvary uh, here in Portland, which is right around the corner from us. So I I think some of us might be going to that as well. And um, yeah, just just what a wonderful way to, to pray together in the in these you know cemeteries to pray the rosary, um, and also you know to be there in you know, during the summer, I think like sometimes we go like during, I, I feel like I always end up going to cemeteries during the winter and there it is, it is a very peaceful and prayerful place. And sometimes I just like to go on my own and just, you know, I walk, but as I walk, I pray for, you know, the people that have died mm-hmm. and, um, you know, we can all do that on our own, but there's something really powerful about coming together and especially praying the rosary um, for all those who have died. And um, yeah, so we just invite everyone uh, to join in. It's just going to be an uplifting and peaceful day. And Deacon, too, what what an incredible uh, gift he is offering. He's doing both. So he's going to be in the South to start it and then get right. in his car driving up to be with all of us here uh, in the Portland area. So please, uh, uh See if you can fit that into your calendar. And then lastly, Sarah, before we go, Dana Marie, our good friend, she has done so much for this ministry and she continues to support the community with her inspiration and her insight. Of course, we listen to her on the voice of the shepherd when she talks weekly with our bishops. Uh, We also have her from time to time on the morning blend talking about the things she does. But people can also find inspiration through her podcast, Faith Moments. Remind our listeners about it. That's right. I just wanted to remind everyone that Dina Marie does have a weekly podcast, and it's called Faith Moments with Dina Marie, and it's a reflection on each Sunday's readings. And they're always just, I always just get so much out of those uh, reflections that she has. And uh, you can find that on our standalone podcast page on our website or wherever you get your podcasts, or it has its own section um, on the Hail Mary Media app. 
Oh, fantastic. Well, Sarah, thanks so much. Uh, Thank you to your angels for guiding you safely and quickly here. And thanks so much for your time today. Thank you. And again, that is a Tech Tuesday. So that email will be coming to inboxes this afternoon. And if you are not receiving emails from Mater Day Radio, please go to our website, sign up, and you'll start receiving them right away. Support for Mater Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Dr. Mark Bianco, Family Dentist. Dr. Bianco practices family dentistry in the neighborhood of 122nd Avenue and Stark Street in Southeast Portland. Dr. Bianco Family Dentist, online at biancodentistry.com or 503-252-1722. That's 503-252-1722. Please join me, Father Peter Julia, the Vocations Director for the Archdiocese of Portland and Oregon, in praying the Our Father. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. This is Father Peter Julia, the Vocations Director for the Archdiocese of Portland and Oregon. To learn more about discerning your vocation, please visit archdpdxvocations.org. That's archdpdxvocations.org. Are you passionate about student-centered Catholic education and helping children grow as disciples of Christ? Sacred Heart Catholic School in Jervis, Oregon is hiring for new teachers to join their team in the heart of the beautiful Willamette Valley. Current openings include teachers for pre-K, fourth and fifth grade, and middle school. For more information, please visit school.shstl.org. That's school.shstl.org. What's your next mission from God? You do have one, we all do. God has something in mind for us right where we are. This is Julie Anderko. Please join me on Your Next Mission from God, where the saints show us just how it's done. They've been through it, and sometimes they even got it wrong before they got it right. Listen to Your Next Mission from God, Saturday mornings at 7.15 and Sunday mornings at 8.15, right here on the bridge between your faith and everyday life, Day Radio. The Morning Blend, brewed in the Pacific Northwest, guaranteed fresh every day on Mater Day Radio, the station dedicated to the Blessed Virgin Mary. And it is 8.55 at Mater Day Radio. One last look at your forecast today, partly sunny skies. We'll have a high of 77 degrees. Little slight chance, I guess, of rain overnight tonight, about 20% chance, low of 58. And then decreasing clouds for Wednesday, high of 80, 92 Thursday, 90 Friday, 92 Saturday. So some are not giving it up just yet. No. It is currently 64 degrees in the oh my city. Gosh. I'm already getting hot now thinking about how warm it's going to get. Don't get too far ahead. Let's enjoy today first. And closing out our show today, here is PJ Anderson and Rise. You are listening to The Morning Blend right here at Mater Dei Radio.
between truth and all the lies We are not just rising to give in to the fall Your love has come to bring new life to us all We rise, we rise From the darkness we will rise We rise, we rise From the darkness we will rise Oh, 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 Challenge cultures that do not value life We will stand united for our hope Makes us one Your truth is armor and this battle will be won We rise, we rise From the darkness we will rise We rise, we rise From the darkness and rise. It's 8.59 at Mater Day Radio. Wow, that was a fast two hours. That's what happens yeah. when you're having fun, I David. I guess so. Thank you so much for tuning in to the Morning Blend on this Tuesday. We'll be back again tomorrow with another pair of tickets to give away to the Vancouver Wine and Jazz Festival. We had a lucky winner today. Go for another pair tomorrow, so thank you so much for that. And uh, what are you up to today? You said going out for a walk, nice day, a little cooler? I think so. Yeah. I'm going to go out for a walk today, and I'm just going to put it out there. I have to vacuum. Oh, so okay. So I, I do need to, so now that yeah. I've said it, it has to happen. Yeah. Okay. Maybe there's some folks at home listening and going to help you. <laughs> That'd <laughs> yeah. be certainly nice. That is going to wrap it up for us on The Morning Blend. Voice of the Shepherd on this evening at 730. You can catch the podcast at matradayradio.com. Have a very blessed day.